0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Happy Feast Day, a reminder that tomorrow is a solemnity, a holy day of obligation. It's just like a Sunday, and so we should do our darndest not to work tomorrow. So that's permission from the altar, and from the Pope himself, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, not to work tomorrow. So when you wake up tomorrow, remember to live the spirit of Sunday, a spirit of rest, which isn't about just sleeping, but it's also about enjoying the day, uh, preparing ourselves for that Sabbath day rest, which is eternal life. And it's interesting, the church insists upon the Sabbath day rest, both on Sunday and on these uh, holy days of obligation, because it wants you to think about what the life of heaven will be like. But not just the life of heaven, also the life in the prelapsian state. Now, what's the prelapsian state? Well, lapse means fall. So, prelapse means before the fall. And so, he gives us Mary as an example of what life was like before the fall. Mary is really the answer to one of the number one objections to our Christian and Catholic faith, the problem of evil. Many people, maybe you yourself, have struggled with the existence of evil in the world and around us. How is it possible, if God is good and all-powerful and all-knowing, that the world could be in such a state of rot? I don't know if you've ever uh, watched the movie, famous for Christmas time, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, It's important for us to go through thought experiments like It's a Wonderful Life from time to time. In the movie, of course, Jimmy Stewart um, is uh, convinced that it would be better if he had never been born. And so an angel comes down, Gabriel, but not the same Gabriel, and gives him his wish. And he sees all of the consequences of a world without him in it. Well, Mary is the same thing except backwards, right? So if Jimmy Stewart hadn't been born, all of these horrible things would have happened. Well, Mary is what had what would have happened had Eve not sinned? And so we see the consequence of our sin in Mary's example of what happens when there is no original sin. Mary is able to cooperate with God perfectly. Mary does not suffer. She doesn't suffer from any of the ailments of human life. She doesn't age like we age, right? Even in childbirth, we believe that Mary was a virgin in perpetuity. She didn't suffer the pains of childbirth because, of course, that is a result of original sin. And it's important to go through that thought experiment. What would the world be like if all of us experienced a life like Mary's? Of course, Mary did suffer because of the sins of the world around her pressing in. She is, after all, Our Lady of Sorrows whose heart was pierced by seven swords. But that is external to her. In her own being, she didn't experience the brokenness of the world the way all of us do. And that should get us thinking not just about what the world would have been like had we not sinned, but also what the world will be like at the end of time. It's an interesting thought experiment. What are all the consequences of sin? St. Paul tells us in the letter to the Romans in the 12th chapter, that all of creation groans and travails, awaiting the redemption of the sons of men. It's one of my favorite passages in sacred scripture, my favorite chapter at least in sacred scripture. All of creation groans and travails. There is brokenness in every level of creation. It's not just that human beings have concupiscence and a tendency to sin, It's that the ants and the birds and the dogs and the trees and the stars and the clouds and the entire world is broken. It's not working the way it's supposed to work. Why not? Well, what's at the center of the world, if not man, who is meant to receive the world and give the world back to God in thanksgiving? And man doesn't do that. Man, in fact, turns away from God. Listening to the serpent, when the serpent says, did God really say that? It's interesting when you talk to people who are trying to attack our Catholic faith, they often sound just like the serpent. Did God really say that? Does God really want that suffering? No, God doesn't want any suffering. Suffering comes into the world by that choice of the woman Eve and by that choice of the man, Adam, who chose not to do the will of the father and all of creation is broken. There's a nursery rhyme that's about original sin. It's called Humpty Dumpty. Maybe you've heard it. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and couldn't be put back together again because of the damage that that crack did to creation. But Mary was preserved by a prevenient grace, by a grace that was earned by her son outside of space and time and attributed to her even before her son was born. If that doesn't blow your mind, nothing will. Right? Her little baby, before her baby was conceived, saved her life from original sin. And Mary is the example of what life would be like we had not sinned, and you know, sacred scripture doesn't say a lot about it, but many of the church fathers, particularly people like Saint Ephraim the Syrian, thought a lot about this and wrote a lot about it, and some of it is really, really strange and bizarre, but it gets you thinking, as we ought to think, about the realities of life without sin, because friends, that's what we're longing for, That's what heaven is. If you like sin, if you're attached to sin, if you don't want to stop sinning, then heaven's not for you, both literally and figuratively. But if you want to know what life is like without sin, look at Mary. Even in her leaving the earth at the end of her life, that last Marian doctrine, the assumption which we celebrate in August, You know, whether it's the Eastern or the Western tradition, we basically believe that Mary realized that she had done everything God wants her to do here on earth and said, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going to heaven. We have that much control over heaven and earth and over our very body and our biology when we're without sin, because everything works for good when we're without sin. St. Thomas has really otherworldly ideas about what it would be like to be without sin, to be like uh, the saints in heaven, where our bodies are able to control their matter in such a way that they can be in two places at the same time, or they can fly, or they can walk through walls. Of course, saints have done this throughout the ages, demonstrating that this is what we have to look forward to St. Paul says, "I I has, has not seen and ear has not heard, and it hasn't even entered the heart of man, what God has prepared for those who love him. But in a sense we have, because Mary is that glimpse, that answer to the problem of original sin, that answer to the problem of evil and suffering in the world. Mary invites us to contemplate what we are called to if only we persevere, in her, yes, let it be done to me according to thy word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.